This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, why is your feline friend vocalizing and pet fashionista Lauren Dar? That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves, Francesca, Coco, and our newest little diva, Miss Olive. Miss Olive is the cute little Italian greyhound rescue in the picture with the microphone. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Contact us at thedoggydiva.com. That's the D-O-G-G-Y-D-I-V-A.com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Molly, here's your dinner. <coughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. back everyone to the doggy diva show i'm here with monica layton president of professional pet sitting and monica for our kitty parents out there sometimes our kitties like do a little bit of um vocalization and we're all kind of not sure what it is they're trying to get across or what it is they're doing so can you kind of talk to us a little bit about vocalization in the kitties absolutely so why do cats meow i mean that's like the question. So they, it's, it's a lot of different reasons. And to kind of explain further. So for kittens, kittens meow just to show signs that they're hungry, or they're cold, and they're scared. And that's a way to communicate with their mother. But as cats age, the reason for meowing changes. Any kind of vocalizations, yowling, hissing, growling, any of that, they use that to communicate with each other. But meowing, meowing is specifically reserved as their form of communication with people. So if your cat is meowing, they're trying to tell you something. 
<laughs> so of course, you know, you have breeds that are talkers. I need some of your oriental breeds. They just, you know, they're just excessive talkers and that's what they do. However, as cats mature and they get out of the kitten stage, meowing can happen for different reasons, but it's definitely made to communicate with people. So they can be seeking attention. Um, they may have an empty food dish and are trying to alert you. Um, some pets will greet you. Some pets, get, they get so excited, they meow like crazy when you get home because they're that happy to see you. Some pets, if they're stressed, some cats will meow. So if your cat is meowing or doing it out of the blue or more frequently during certain times, they're trying to tell you something at that point. Aging cats can, they can suffer from different ailments such as uh, mental confusion, cognitive dysfunction, things of that nature, and also arthritic issues. And aging cats can meow more out of strictly confusion issues as they age, as the brain ages, but they can also meow more due to pain. Um, so if your pet is older and having a hard time getting around and it's becoming more vocal, that can be a sign. Go see your veterinarian and talk to them about arthritic issues with your pet. Um, because going in and out of the litter boxes, things of that nature, you know, cats get arthritis too. And that can definitely be a sign of pain if your, you know, pet is starting to meow more often, especially when they're walking around or doing certain things. Um, another sign is loneliness. So we actually had this recently in our house to where we have two cats and one of my cats was older and it just passed away. And our younger cat, now keep in mind, this cat is almost nine. Um, it was never extremely vocal in the past. Um, but now it's like, it's, this cat is extremely vocal and it's just the poor little guy was lonely. So we had to, I had to step up and you kind of like more attention for him and more brushing and more feeding and also getting him more toys, um, teaching him new ways to play because he was so invested in playing with the other cat that he was never really into a lot of toys or little things. So it was kind of reworking his attention um, you know, I got him a little pet bed, a high, a higher one that we could put out by the back patio door, like this green door, so he could watch the birds. That got kept him entertained. Um, so different things. So if you notice meowing out of blue to where it wasn't that much and it's getting more and more, or it's all of a sudden every time, you know, we get home or every time you go to bed or different things that your pet starts to meow more than normal, they're definitely trying to clue you in on something going on, whether it's emotional or medical. Pets that are coming down with ailments will also get excessively vocal as well. So like two things that really stand out that we see a lot is um, thyroid issues and kidney issues. Um, pets that are starting to get those issues will sometimes start to become excessively vocal as well. So there's a lot of different things that can cause that. The main thing is just keeping an eye on your cat, seeing if you can pinpoint when they're doing it. And I know it sounds weird, like keeping a pet meow chart, but if you notice your pet is a lot more vocal, just for two, three days, whenever you hear that vocalization, just kind of jot down so you remember and kind of pinpoint 
the time and what the pet's doing because that information for your vet may clue them in immediately to something that's going on. And that way you're able to alleviate that anxiety or stress or solve that problem medically. And I'm so sad that your kitty died. And, but it's true. I think that sometimes that when there's an older, uh, whether it be a dog or a cat, and then there's a younger one that comes into the family, they tend to bond. And when one passes away, I think that the, the other one, they kind of don't know what to do with themselves and they're grieving in their own little way and they may need a little more attention. So this is great information, especially too, as cats get older, they do get a little more vocal because of pain, because they may have a little bit of a cognitive issue going on. So this is great information, Monica. The main thing is, like I explained, is knowing that vocalization for cats as they get older, Mm -hmm. kittens are just trying to communicate and learn. But if you have an adult cat and their vocalizations patterns are changing, then that cat has an issue. Whether it's emotional or medical, they're trying to tell you something. It's just trying to learn what they're communicating. Yeah. And I think it's really important how you said to kind of keep a log, kind of track when, when it is they're crying, what part of the day or how many days, just track what it is so that you could share it with your vet. Cause that's probably something that maybe they could help us with. Absolutely. In dealing with that. So, well, thank you very much. This is really, really important. It's great for all you kitty parents out there to be aware of this. Um, and of course we all know the kitty, the little kitten meow, and then it goes all up into when the cat gets older, their meow, things differ and it's for different reasons. So I thank you very much for sharing this. Oh, thank you so much. And hopefully everybody can start to, uh, communicate with their kitties and know exactly (laughs) what they're meowing about. (laughs) Everyone will become the kitty whisperer. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much, Monica. Thank you. Have a great week. You too. We'll be back in just a minute. Hello, everyone. Susan Marie and Miss Olive here to introduce Miss Olive's third book in the Doggy Diva Diaries, the trilogy of heartwarming and inspirational stories about Miss Olive, a lonely little rescue pup hoping to find her forever family and friends and a life filled with love. In the third book in the series, Miss Olive finds her forever winter wonderland. Miss Olive wonders about the true meaning of the holidays, and she discovers that the greatest gift of all is the joy of giving and sharing love and kindness with her forever family and friends. Miss Olive finds her forever winter wonderland is available at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, other book retailers, and on our website, thedoggydiva.com. Miss Olive and I are wishing you all a happy holiday season filled with kindness, joy, and love. Thank you, everyone. Coming up, the latest from pet fashionista, Lauren Dar. Stay with us. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back to the Doggy Diva Show. Lauren Dar is an award-winning and best-selling author and a pet fashionista, founder of the Pet Fashion Guild and Marketing. She's a guru in the marketing area, and she has been named a power woman by Fidos, of reality blog. And she was a finalist in the Pet Industry Woman of the Year, and Pet Age named her a woman of influence. And she truly is. And we are so happy to have her back with us. And uh, she is Miss Olive's go-to pet fashionista. Whenever she wants to know anything, we know where to go. And that is the infamous Lauren Dar. Hey, Lauren, welcome back to the Doggy Diva Show. Well, thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. And for the listeners, some of our first-time listeners who may not be familiar with you, you have a lot of accomplishments. You have a lot of diverse interests that you have. If Can you just share a little bit of your background uh, with the listeners? Oh, sure. Um, I would say that I'm a plum, hug, crazy, set fashionista <laughs> person that happens to have a Sun races. <laughs> <laughs> now that's quite a pot there. <laughs> yeah, I think that sums it up. And- <laughs> Speaking of your son that races, we actually had him on the show. He's been on the show a number of times. He is also an author and he is a race car driver. And we're going to get into that in a few minutes. Yeah, you have a, you have a very, you have a very interesting and very blessed family. Um, I have to tell everyone because those that follow us on the Doggy Diva Facebook page see that we have holidays we bring up, little tidbits of information, um, and we do it all throughout the year. Miss Olive gives everyone the update, and I have to tell you that my go-to Bible for finding everything out, getting those dates, doing it by day, by week, by month, is the Pet Business Marketing Almanac, and a new one will be coming out for 2022, and it has a little bit of everything in it for whether you're a person in the pet business, whether you're looking to get into the pet business, or if you're just a pet lover, this has a little bit of everything for everyone. And it even has a little astrology in it so that you and your pets could have a little astrology thing going on there, but it has a little bit of everything in it. And Lauren, you've been doing this for years and I use it as my guide the minute a month starts. And plus you also getting on your mailing list, you do send out a lot of great information from the book and also just from your own experience. So can you just tell the listeners a little bit about the Pet Business Marketing Almanac? Sure. It's uh, really meant to be a guide, um, a helpful book planner, I guess is uh, another word that I could use for people to plan out their marketing. And the majority of the information is pet-based and, and pet-related, like the pet holidays that are bi-month, week, and date, like like you mentioned. It also has some marketing tips in there. Um, it, is, it is not one of those books that you just pick up and you read. It's one of those books that we really expect to um, get kind of grungy and used and dog-eared um, and even maybe tattered by the end of the year because uh, so people can reference it. 
back and forth so much each month because it's really meant to be a, a very useful tool in helping with uh, marketing planning for businesses. And it is a good, I mean, mine has stickies all over it. I have, the pages are flipped. I mean, I, I use it because I use it regularly. I mean, you could tell by looking at this at the end of every year because I, I, when was your first one? Was it 2015? Eight, eight nine years ago. Yeah. So I have, I have, and I've kept them all. So I have a bookcase, oh, all just wow. an, an animal-related, pet-related bookcase, a huge bookcase with all of these books. And I have these lined up, and I 2021 is coming to an end, and I have everything as I'm getting ready to go into 2022, which I want everyone to know that Miss Olive has chosen as one of her favorite things for Miss Olive's favorite things in the holiday issue of uh, Suncoast Pet Magazine. So um, this is definitely our go-to. People ask me, where do you get all your information? I just like say, here it is. And it is, uh, it's with me almost every time, everywhere. I have it out on my desk. So it's, it's just a constant source of reference. But it's also for people, even if you're not in the pet industry, it kind of gives a lot of marketing information. It gives a lot of information that people could use in business uh, for themselves and also regular holidays and health and medical holidays. And you have a lot of information in here. Right, right. And um, I figure traditional holidays and the food and the health and medical holidays were things that could, <clears throat> if you are in the pet industry, you can relate it somehow to the pet industry. Um, and if you're not, then you could um, use those holidays in addition to uh, pet holidays to promote your business. Because I've seen even software companies use the pet holidays in some of their social media promotions. Because it, um, especially if you're in a business like that, it's like how, mm -hmm. how exciting is software to talk about. And so they can use holidays like that to, to boost their social media engagement. And that's what, that's what we do. I mean, we do, we post a minimum of three times a week with Olive. It's just Olive that does it. And, but we use this as our reference for different things. It's, it's, it helps. I mean, it's, it's a good guide and it's a, it's a one source thing. So it's not like you're going through 50,000 things to get the information. It's you, you very concisely and professionally put everything into this book. It's like, you know, the secret sauce. So if you get the book, you're going to have the secret sauce. Where can they go to get the books if they're looking to get this, the listeners? Um, it's available at online retailers like Barnes & Noble and Amazon. That's where I get mine. So that's a great, that's great. And also, to step away from this a little, you're also an award-winning children's author. Um, and though I love all of your books, you know that my favorite is Lipstick on a Pug, which was awarded the Dog Writers Association of America um, a medallion winner. And after reading that little inspiring story, um, I realized... And I brought it to your attention, and I think we both realized that we're sisters from another mother. We were always mm -hmm. dog and fashion obsessed, and our our grandmothers helped us get the dogs all dressed up and get outfits made for them and get carriages put together for them made out of who knows what. And for the listeners who may not be familiar with that story, can you tell us about Lipstick on a Pug? And by the way, I am sure that there are many listeners out there after they listen to this interview that are going to go, oh, gosh. That's how I, w I remember being brought up that way. That's me. So I think that we're all <laughs> going to find a little bit of ourselves in this book. 
Yeah, absolutely. At the time, I felt like I was just the one weird kid on the block, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it's about that Tootie, who was our first rescue pug, and I don't even think the term rescue was was used back then in the in the 70s. Not that I recall, anyway. Um, and I'm obviously showing my age, but it's about Tootie and how we ended up getting and rescuing her uh, from her situation. Uh, she was a dog that had been kept in a cage all her life and bred and left at the vet. So, and the owner did not pick her up because, you know, frankly, he just didn't have a, a financial use for her anymore. And so it's my story of Tootie coming into my life and how we became the best of friends, and I wasn't one to dress up little baby dolls and things like that. I dressed up Tootie and even put my grandmother's lipstick on her. <laughs> it was kind of like me with my dogs early on in life. You kind of made a carriage, whether it be out of my little red uh, wagon or wh- whatever I had, which is what you did in the book, too, to bring her around. And I think that that was like our stepping stone into what we're doing right now. Oh, absolutely. It, it's really definitely defined a lot of things that have later in life come to fruition. Um, I went down a path of having a, a corporate marketing career and then left that and things have just really come full circle. And um, I like having the reminder on a regular basis of what really brings joy into our lives. And uh, I think it's that human animal bond connection that we have with our pets, whether whether it's a pug and some pug crazy like me, or <laughs> if it's a cat or a bird. So. Though you have many children's books, and they're also, they're beautiful, the stories are beautiful. I mean, a lot of them are takeoffs of some of the fairy tales and stuff done in with pugs. But you also have written um, books, which I think and people may not know that you graduated from the Fashion Institute of Technology in um, pet uh, uh, wear, the design of pet wear. And you wrote a book, Pet Fashion Industry Patterns. And you also wrote this phenomenal set of books that are, it's like an encyclopedia for all of the different breeds, everything down to the way their their fur lies on them, how to it was soup to nuts that you did on not only the pet fashion industry patterns, but the other one the your other set that is absolutely phenomenal and has a little bit of something for everybody. Can you just briefly tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh it's a encyclopedia type set with illustrations in it if people are wanting to hone their illustration skills. It was uh, Florina Boldy, my pet fashion illustrator, did all of the illustrations in it. So uh, it can not only help with the illustrations, but it also has things like their coat shedding, um, coat thickness, and activity level, because those are things you really need to take into consideration when you're designing for a particular breed. Um, There's some fabrics, you definitely don't want to put on a really very highly active dog that's going to rip it. And then if you have a a dog like mine, a pup that sheds, I would, you know, if I could have put 12 on the rating scale on the scale 1 to 10, I would have put a pup there. (laughs) But, you know, there are certain fabrics that it's really going to pick up on all of those hairs. And so you want to consider, yeah, maybe I don't want to choose that fabric. So um, the book 
essentially uh, tells for each breed how to design for this particular breed. And it was very, it's very descriptive and very helpful. Again, if people are looking to get into the pet fashion industry, if you're looking to, if you are in it, or if you're looking to get in it, or if you are just curious if you're making, such as myself when I was growing up, my Nana would say, okay, pick a dress out. And we'd go to the newspaper and make our own patterns out to, to put a dress on the dog. But, and here I am, an adult still dressing up my dogs. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm with you, but sister. I know you get that. <laughs> so, and for people who want to know where they could get those books, because these are really, really helpful um, books as far as those looking to get into um, the design aspect and also, again, the business aspect of the pet fashion industry. Yeah, those are on online retailers also, or if you just kind of want to see the full breadth and depth of the books, um, they can go to leftfallpress.com. You and I have known each other for years, and I respect you so much, not only as an author and a successful businesswoman, but I respect you as a wife and a mom, and we've had your son Zachary on the show numerous times. Zachary's an author too, and... He's also a race car driver, and it's hard to believe I've, I've, through you, I've vicariously lived through all of his successes. But um, for those of you who follow Miss Olive and the Doggy Diva Facebook page, you may know what I'm going to be talking about with Lauren right now. I'd like to bring this up. And for those who shared our post about uh, Lauren and her son and her husband, I thank you so very much. For those of you who contributed to the GoFundMe, I thank you so very much. Uh, Miss Olive and I thank you. And for those of you who may not be aware of what happened, Lauren, can you please share with the listeners a little about, there are tragedies that hit that people are just not expecting and changes in people's lives. And this certainly happened to you with uh, Dr. Brad. Can you just kind of get into it a little bit and tell the listeners who may not be familiar about this? Sure, absolutely. Um, Zachary had his last late model race. We didn't realize it would be his last late model race at the time on June 28th. And we come home and get up June 29th in the morning and we're getting ready to unpack everything for the, um, the race. You know, I have his suit and his driver's bag and everything, the SUV, all that stuff that needs to be cleaned up. And Brad just did not look right. And we knew something was wrong. Um, called an ambulance immediately. We've never called 911 in our entire lives. But um, thank you to the first responders that showed up so quickly within just a few minutes and got him to the hospital. Because if they hadn't... Um, we wouldn't have found out immediately that he had a stroke and if it hadn't been treated so quickly, he would probably wouldn't be in as good of circumstances as we're in now. But um, it really made us face life. Um, Brad was out of work for over three months and we had to shut down Zachary's late model team. And at the time thought he would never race again, you know, which was heartbreaking to us. Uh, because, as you know, because you've watched him mm-hmm. kind of grow up, he came out of the womb wanting to be a race car driver, um, is what I say to people. He's never dreamed of anything else, and he's committed fully to it. Um, he's been a professional from a very young age with his fitness and nutrition and, um, you know, training on a simulator and everything else. And so 
it was heartbreaking. And within a couple of days, we started getting messages from people saying, can you start a GoFundMe? We'd like to see Zachary race the rest of the season if we could. So our intention at first was to put him back in the late model because he was in championship contention. But then um, Wayne Peterson, who is a car owner in the NASCAR ARCA series, saw Zachary's um, post, or at least heard about it. Wayne's not even on social media. He's like 83, 84 years old. <laughs> um, but he called and said, uh, I met your boy in the pits at Charlotte. And he was a fine young man, and Wayne's very, very much a military man. And he said, he shook my hand, he looked me straight in the eye. Um, treated me with a lot of respect, and I need a driver in my car, and I'd like to put him in it if he's letting. And I was like, well, absolutely. He doesn't have any <laughs> other plans. <laughs> so um, it's just been really phenomenal. He ended up, you know, we started out with one race, and Wayne said, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised. This car is one that, you know, frankly, usually qualifies last, uh, let's say 25th in a race, and he was qualifying at anywhere from, 12th to 14th or 16th in a race. Wow. And so every time Wayne would turn around, he'd be like, well, can he come to this track or can he come to this track? And um, so then Zachary ended up filling that in for a driver that had a broken leg in Michigan and um, finished out the season uh, for two different teams and uh, ended up actually, I think, even 17th in, in Arca points out of 100-some drivers. Wow. And we used the GoFundMe money to pay for used tires. Um, so he's, he's done very well considering with what we had to work with. Um, and it's just been so humbling. We didn't realize the people and number of people that um, were so supportive. And frankly, even even new of Zachary, I you know I wouldn't have expected an NASCAR team owner to pick up the phone and call. And um, some of the, the donations have come from NASCAR teams and even cup drivers. And it's I was like I, I didn't even know that these people knew who he was, much less supported him so much. So it's it's been um, a strange uh, year, but it's been kind of an eye opener, and it's really. Uh, really been humbling in so many ways. Well, and, and first I want to ask, how is Dr. Brad doing? He, he's doing really, really well. We've been told many times by the neurologist that um, where his stroke happened in the brainstem, they usually see people that are um, completely paralyzed, uh, unable to talk and in wheelchairs, sometimes for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. So um, we think a big part of it was that we just got him to the hospital immediately. You know, you have a gut instinct, you know, when something is just not yeah. right. Um, and so I was like, Zachary called 911, and he did, and they, they got him there. Luckily, we have a stroke this section in the hospital here where they focus specifically on strokes. So we got, you know, even though you don't want tragedies to happen in your life, we actually got so very lucky with how how bad it could have been not only for Brad, but for Zachary. And so it's actually made us really, really count our blessings and um, and think about what, what things do we want to do in our lives to show gratitude. And so we'll, we'll be coming out with some things in 2022 that we're, we're going to be doing just because it has been such a humbling experience. Well, I have to tell you, Lauren, in reading like the comments and things like on... Uh, 
there was so many, there's so much love, so much prayer uh, that went, that was sent to you guys. It, it does my heart good to see so much. Sometimes in the world, we don't see that side. A lot of it, the negativity comes out, but to see that, see so many people come together. And as you and I talked about before we went on air, people that we wouldn't, you wouldn't even expect that to, to, to come together or that you don't even know that came together for you. So, um, I want to make sure that we get the GoFundMe information up because your son was born to race. There's not a doubt in my mind. I've known him since he was a child and this is what he's born to do. There's never... It's like when people never waver from what they're supposed to do, he has never wavered. And he's just, he's just a child. I mean, this is, he's doing things that kids is older than him are doing. So this is where he's supposed to be. And uh, for those of us that want to support you and lend any kind of supports that we can, where can the listeners go? They can go to GoFundMe. And if you search Zachary Tinkle or, uh, keep Zachary Tinkle's, uh, Raising Hopes Alive, I think, is, is what it was titled. They, they'll definitely find it on the GoFundMe. Or even just a Google search will, Zachary Tinkle GoFundMe will, will bring it. And I honestly believe that because he got to continue pursuing his dream, that it probably helped your husband to even be give him that light there things things change dramatically in your life I know that but I think that sometimes when things all kind of come together positively it even helps people to heal so I'm just I'm, I always tell you you're you're a sister from another mother I just feel very close to you and I, I wanted to jump on it the minute I saw it come across um my email to get it out to as many people and the people who, like I said, who were on Olive's page, the love and support and people just saying, yes, I'll just jumped right over to the GoFundMe. I mean, I was filled with a lot of warmth knowing that there was so much love being sent your way and they don't even know you. It's like, that's what's so wonderful about all of us. When tragedy strikes, people just come together and it's, um, and I, and I believe that, uh, that you had a lot of prayers and a lot of hope and a lot of positive things being sent your way. So, um, I, I, I want to thank you so much for being on the show, being our guest. I love having you on. Of course, every year we have to talk about my Bible here, the, <laughs> the pet marketing, <laughs> pet business marketing almanac. So, um, for those of you that are looking, it, uh, is pet business marketing almanac and it's for 2022. And for, again, if you're in the business, if you're looking to get in the business, if you're just a pet lover, it's the perfect book for you. And if you go to Amazon, you'll see all of Lauren's books. She's a very gifted author. She really walks the walk and talks the talk. And I want to also send my best to Dr. Brad and to Zachary. Sharing that story with us, I really, really appreciate it. I just felt the listeners needed to know because many of them have listened to us for years and I'm sure that they know they feel they know you too. So I wanted to get that out there and just know that you have a lot of people who love you, support you and are sending you love and prayers and very kind thoughts. So again, those of you who want to contribute and if you were like a lot of the people that were uh, on Olive's page, you just jumped right on and did it. And uh, it's GoFundMe, just uh, Google Zachary Tinkle and it's his GoFundMe page. You're going to help a family and a young man pursue a dream that they thought might have ended. So Lauren, I thank you so, so, so much. And uh, please send 
our love to uh, Dr. Brad and Zachary also. Well, thank you for having me. I can't tell you how good it is to hear your voice again. And I could say thank you for every second the rest of my life and not still not be able to express my immense gratitude to everybody that has supported us. Well, no, there's a lot of love for you. So, um, And we look forward to having you back in 2022. We want to hear all about what's going on in 2022. I know that there's some stuff that you're doing, um, and we want to be a part of it. We want to make sure that we get everything out to everybody to, to hear. So uh, we will be talking to you probably um, soon. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lauren. We'll be back in just a minute. Does your pet's breath leave a bit or a lot to be desired? You can give your pet the gift of sweeter breath and you'll get sweeter kisses with Probiora Pet. That breath is the result of harmful bacteria which lives in your pet's mouth. And that harmful bacteria can lead to serious health problems. The solution is to crowd out that bad bacteria with positive bacteria. All it takes is one scoop a day of Probiora Pet mixed into their food to replenish the good bacteria. That's it! This all-natural, no-taste, no-odor powder is the only dental care probiotic for pets which delivers beneficial bacteria which supports tooth and gum health and crowds out the bad. A healthy body starts with a healthy mouth and Probiora Pet is the best way to give your pet a healthy mouth. And our listeners get a 10% discount using PLR10 at checkout. To purchase, go to probiorahealth.com. That's probiorahealth.com. And use code PLR10 at checkout for 10% off. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.